everybody. Hello to our wonderful and beautiful Patreons. Uh, thank you very much for your patience. This is Reggie and Chris. Chris. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to, this is our first in a very long time uh, of doing an exclusive comics talk for the Patreon family over there. Uh, and mm-hmm. we thank you all again for just hanging in there for this long. Uh, by now, there should be a post up on the site kind of explaining what the holdup has been. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, go check that out if you haven't been notified. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to step right to it. And what we're going to talk about here, definitely we wouldn't get to on Cosmic Treadmill. Right, Chris? For, for Yeah. One of the things is we'd have to be reading a, a comic in current continuity, which is something we don't really do. We don't really do that, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's apparently it's so. How do I start this, Chris? I don't even know how to start. Uh, this is just such a nebulous thing that it is. It's like everybody has the facts, but nobody can agree on what the facts are. Well, it's, it's very strange. So first, let's just say this from the outset: a lot of this information, nearly all of it, comes through BleedingCool.com. Uh, also, the beat essentially picking up from Bleeding Cool, and I think there was one thing through Newsarama. Uh, but I, as far as mm-hmm. I know, what we're about to talk about is all speculation. It's yeah. it's it has nothing released by a publicity department or that is known fact. And what it is is uh, something that's being called DC's planned 5G something. Their timeline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like a re. It sounds like a reboot. That's what that's what people are murmuring around the internet. Yeah. Uh, that they're gonna, and I've heard all new number ones, although I haven't seen anything to really corroborate that. Yeah, because well, this is still like, aren't they talking like November 2020 or something? So, I mean, it's still it. a little ways, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So, from this information, which again is not official information, and we, yeah. will, we will cite the sources as we get dig into it, but uh, if they're saying it's for 2020, you know, given. DC's uh, ability to stay on schedule. <laughs> Who knows, knows what that really means, or if that's even a true date to begin with. It's so <laughs> nebulous. Although I do think that DC is sort of headed toward some sort of a rejiggering of their, not necessarily of their timeline, but of their books, because things just are out of hand right now. Oh, it's uh, I mean, I'm 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 in there in the trenches reading some of them, and. It is catch as catch can. We got like an inferior five that I don't even know what did that book is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's this one imprint for Bendis. There's another imprint for the curse words. Yep. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But being that DC Comics and comics in general actually are something uh, pretty important to Chris and myself. So uh, we thought we would talk about this and see where the conversation goes. That's all. So uh, why don't you let us know what this is all about, Chris? Okay, so from what we hear, uh, 5G, G stands for generation, we think. Uh, and, uh, you know, so far there have been four, quote, generations of DC Comics since National Periodicals began publishing way back in the year 1936. And uh, currently we are just about to enter the fifth, or we're in the fifth now? Or It's, you know, as, as we know, these are hard and fast dates. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, we're, we're, we're in or near the fifth generation, yes. I guess. <laughs> So we figure we got like the Golden Age, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, the Chromium Age, and the uh, uh, Digital Age, perhaps? Or so you would think. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> now, now, this 5G, as mentioned, is a uh, like a co- more cohesive 
fifth generation, whatever that means. Right. Uh, now, again, all this is taken from uh, Bleeding Cool, so make sure that it's with a grain of salt. And also, this is not... DC Publicity Editorial did not come out with this, yeah. nor do nor do we have inside information. No, this is totally not. speculation taken from the sources that we're going to be naming uh, right now, basically, as we go in. So it really exactly. all began on October 4th, 2019. Bleeding Cool was reporting on the DC Nation panel at New York Comic Con, and they said... Uh, there they unveiled a very blurry look at their new DC Universe timeline. That's a quote. Uh, there is indeed, when you click the link in the article, a, a some kind of heavily redacted and very blurry chart, like so blurry you don't even want to look at it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't even want to figure out. You're like, whatever, I just can't read this. Uh, and it explained all this thoroughly, we assume, but we can't say. Yes, and the point is that it's supposed to respect all of DC's continuity, all of it, all five generations. Now, the first generation they called the Heroic Age, the second is the Space Age, the third is the Age of Crisis, the fourth is the Flashpoint, and then 5G would be referring to what would happen next. Now, you know, already, Chris, they kind of pulled me out of it, you know what I mean? Because it's like, well, you know, we, we already have a nomenclature and an understanding of the what comics have been through, you know? Uh, exactly. And, and I don't think that's a, uh, you know, comic book historian thing. I think the average rank-and-file fan knows mm-hmm. the different ages of comics. We Everyone has a disagreement as to when they began and ended, but... But they, they did exist. And, in, in this and order. We, we survived yeah. some of them, yeah. We survived, yeah. we lived through some of them. So, <laughs> you know, whereas, like, I, I can appreciate, I, you know, the heroic age, the space age, that kind of does speak to this. I, it all sort of speaks to the same thing, but, sure, you know, it's like, I, you've already just taken me out of any, you know, it's, it's already this hyper-specific uh, concentration on crisis, you know, and mm-hmm. you're already pulling me out of this idea, where it's just like, before... You might have had something, but it's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just hearing them rename all these generations. I was like, oh, this is already getting more complicated. than we're... Yeah, it's like they're trying to, like, make the, the ages of the industry, like, proprietary. That's, it's like... that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, like, this is... It's like golden and DC. silver age. Nobody owns that. Yeah, this is yeah. the DC space age. It's, <laughs> you know? it's a little, a little presumptive. You know? I mean, I'll, as we've said, if you called that name anything but silver age, it would be the Marvel age. So let's, let's be serious <laughs> about it. No I mean, really now. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, it, it's so. It, this doesn't kill me though. But what this reading this much isn't like. All right, this is already a ceaseless nightmare from which yeah. we will never want to read one thing. I'm like. Eh. <laughs> Whatever, that's just naming. So we go on. Uh, Bleeding Cool reported that DC Comics was planning to replace Bruce Wayne under the Batman cow with someone else, later revealed to be Luke Fox. Also that 5G was about doing something uh, the same across the board to main t- to all the main DC heroes doing the same thing. So it sounds like legacy characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember where, but one of these has more speculation Supposedly based on sources, but I have, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, for to be to be honest, the track record of Bleeding Cool, I know that they have revealed some things. Sure. And then when I tried to think back to times that they didn't 
it didn't work. You find out you don't remember those. You know what I mean? No, no. You don't no. think about the things they they claim would happen that didn't. You only think about the times that they won. So it's hard. And to, to say. and to their and to their credit, uh, like sometimes they'll announce something and then Dan DeDio or Axel Alonso will come out and be like, no, 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 that's not true. And no. then they'll announce like right. the same thing except tweaked the slightest bit two weeks later. Yeah, they've reacted so, to it. <laughs> even a week later. I remember that one. Exactly. Uh, oh my God! It was like, why don't you just hire him to your to your staff already? Um, <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, same thing's supposed to happen across the board to all the yeah. main DC heroes. Uh, Jonathan Kent is to be the new Superman. That would his his super son. And the DC timeline suggested this would be after he had aged again. Uh, people reading Superman know that uh, Brian Michael Bendis aged Jonathan Kent. He went away with his grandfather, Jor-El. That's right. Because <laughs> he was brought back also, folks. I just don't know who's uh-huh. reading these comics anymore, but... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure who they're written for, and I'm not sure who's reading them. Yeah. <laughs> really? I really am. I really wonder, but uh, <laughs> Jor-El turned out to be alive, and, and he decided he wanted to take his son and uh, his uh, daughter-in-law <laughs> on, a, on a little journey around space. She came home early. She had a headache, so she mm-hmm. took the bus home from uh, the, the nearest Quasar. But in in his journeying around, uh, Jonathan gained a couple of years, like three years, I think, something like that. Yeah. He's, he's like f- fourteen or fifteen now. So, uh, whereas he used to be too young to join the Titans, which we, which I thought was the reason, personally, Chris, that they aged him was so that he. I could thought be so on. too. Yeah. Although I I also think they play too fast with like they're too hard with that rule. Like it would you know if Superboy is going to be on the team, that's cool. Whether he's like. 12 or 13, you know what I mean? It shouldn't like, matter, yeah. What is this, Menudo? A reverse Menudo, right? <laughs> you, know? you must be this tall. Yeah, because they, they made, like, even in, like, Rebirth, they had, like, Damien with the 13 candles on his cake. I it's know. Like, Ooh. like <laughs> so oh, dumb. now he's eligible. Like, what? what is this? You have to sh- show me your bar mitzvah card before you yes. enter the uh, Titans palace. But anyway, that, that's just uh, cutting, splitting hairs. Uh, so this is after he visited the Legion of Superheroes in the 31st century, which is something that is happening basically right now in the new Legion book, uh, which is uh, un- it's unintelligible, I guess would be the word I would say about it. Remember how you remember how psyched we were that I they know. might be coming back back in 2016? I know. I mean, I remember. I think I said. I don't know if I said this to you, but my belief was DC should always publish a book. A Legion book because it's such a unique property to them. You know what sure. I mean? Like that's something Marvel, no one else has anything. You There's know, no analog to that. Others yeah. have tried to make something like that, but it's it's not the same. You know, uh, so that's something they should always at least endeavor to publish. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. God, it's twenty really since twenty thirteen, right? Yeah, twenty thirteen. Uh, I think they stopped. What's what's happening now is just I I, I can't make heads or tails of it. Uh, I didn't I didn't read the most recent issue, but I was like, what the heck? I, how are comics told this way nowadays? Where I feel like everything I, everything I read is something I'm overhearing in the comic. You know, exactly. Like, but can I just see a scene of two people like interacting with each other? It's all like secrets, <laughs> and uh, I don't, I just don't understand what's going on. And I wonder if I need to read. Every other title in the Wonder Line. I don't know. Is is uh, Legion part of the Wonder Line? I'm not positive, actually. In my, okay. I, I assumed it, in my mind, I assumed it was, but I really don't know. Because it's a Bendis know. book, yeah. Uh, I mean, soon, what we're also hearing is that they're all going to be Bendis books, but Ugh. Uh, that that's what this what this 5G sort of implies. 
Uh, anyway, what, what else is going to happen? <laughs> we, this? we can move on to the, you know, sort of second-tier characters here. We have a new Green Lantern who is going to be the Teen Lantern from Young Justice. Hey, Bendis, well, he didn't create anything, but uh, he put a coat of paint on something. Oh, my God. Um, now, this Teen Lantern has the technology that hacks into the Green Lantern battery power. Oh, well... Ooh. You think about that movie Hackers, Chris, and how good that was. This, oh, this yeah. could stand up to be a great, <laughs> you know? Why? What, what, uh, what does this uh, even mean? I don't even understand. Like, I mean, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but when we talked about uh, Jemis and Casada taking over Marvel, uh, uh, Joe Casada had a very crass remark yes. about DC, and and he said he said that DC has he was going over these awesome characters and awesome legacies that these characters have, and he referred to DC as being like the porn star with the biggest unit right. that was unable to get erect. Right. Exactly. And they have the just, best characters. They don't know what to do with them. You know. And they don't have the slightest idea. And they don't. It's clear. No. You know. No, they As a matter don't. of fact, what you'll hear in a little while, I don't know which one of us is going to be yapping it, but they're not even sure. And again, we, this is all nebulous stuff. So this is of course. Like, although if this is going to happen when they're claiming in a year from now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly. Yep. You would think they would have a clue. But anyway, that there may even be a different person will be the Green Lantern. But we'll mm-hmm. get to that when we get to it. <laughs> uh, also, that Wonder Woman would undergo the change first. Initially planned for January 2021, but possibly being brought forward to, to November 2020. So that would be that would kick off 5G, whatever it is. Mm. Got Guaranteed, this is going to be a multi-multi-month thing, if not a year or years-long thing, I guarantee it. Oh. Uh, but that's that's the scuttlebutt, I guess we would say for now. Mm-hmm. So major DC Comics creators are getting ready for a big change in about a year's time, and uh, that was the end of that bleeding cool investigative report. Yes. Uh, now we jump over to an article from The Beat that's called uh, Everything We Know About DC's Rumored 5G Plan. And I don't know why I call it this. We can read this first part. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> we start with, uh, The Beat has now confirmed with multiple sources that this is, in fact, what's coming. Or, at least, that's currently the plan. In addition, next year we'll likely see another crisis mm. setting things up, combined with a... Hypertime concept to explain in part how heroes who debuted long for so long. Why? <laughs> I mean, uh, Jesus Christ. What? Go ahead. You know, I, okay. Now, I, I don't want to rag on Bendis too much here, but this is his. This is looks like they're putting this in his lap to run with. You know, they're handing him the damn baton here, and, and this prick has. He called out everybody in D.C. for overusing concepts like crisis right. and hypertime. Yeah. When when people were, like, talking about how all his comics were just chatty, uh, you know, what's that word where it's spread out? What the hell's that word? I can't uh, even think of it. Decompressed. That's the word. Yeah. Just chatty, decompressed garbage that's event after event after event. He, he clapped back with, well, you guys always do crisis and hypertime. And here— this prick is doing the same damn thing. That's the top things, you know, and it's. Yeah. I tell you, that's where, the go-to. Where I'm at, I don't want to ever hear the word crisis from a couple no. for the rest of my life. I, you know what I mean? Like enough of this. Heroes. I've got crisis. a website named after it. I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> you don't even want to hear it anymore. No. Uh, the the you know the, that heroes in crisis was such an abomination. They should Ugh. 
bury that, you know, as deep as they can and, and return back to the crisis concept in maybe 20 years, if that, if that soon. If the, if the industry is still around. If the industry survives. <laughs> and let me tell you, that might not be such a horrible thing. I mean, again, <laughs> what, what is the phrase I keep saying, Chris? That how creatively bereft everyone yeah. is. And this, I, I say this for Marvel, too, but it's... Yep. You just keep seeing the same things over and over. Like, can you can you write a story? Can you just take elements yeah. of a story and mm-hmm. then write them, arrange them in a manner that takes you where you want to go? You know, instead of just wiping the plate clean every time and oh, another crisis, another crisis. Yep, and then then when that when that runs out, it's like, oh wait, we've got all these cool heroes, and and people aren't reading our stuff anymore. How about we bring all the originals back? It's all, it's it's the same, and that's basically kind of what they're talking about here. They're gonna they're doing a we'll get into it in a minute, but there's yeah. a little bit of a cake we eat it too scenario. It's this is interesting though because this what they're saying mirrors some of what we have said mm-hmm. you and I specifically in our conversations, but even people that uh, rail against the the multiple reboots at DC and Marvel, uh, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, DC is, is is guilty of it more recently too. But uh, sure, sure. You know, but you know, you were you were talking about you know the, with Bendis. I realized something recently. I think I said this maybe to you quite a little while mm-hmm. ago, but now, but uh, you know, I haven't really gone back to Marvel even with this most recent thing they did. It's like ah, you know, I just find it difficult. You know, and I realized mm-hmm. what I feel burnt from is still that Secret Wars thing. Oh, absolutely. And that was that was. That was yeah, bend this ball drop like a, you wouldn't believe. You know what I mean? Where he just like took it to a crescendo, and then he was like, "All right, everybody just winds up in different places and we'll work it out later." And then they didn't work it out, and I was like, yep. "That is exactly <laughs> the kind of crap that a decent editorial staff is supposed to stop." But anyway, that's not imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, okay, here we go. So see. Along with the low-resolution glimpse of the timeline at New York Comic Con, DiDio elaborated on splitting DC's past into four distinct generations, which we just talked about. Within this generation, one is defined by the advent of Wonder Woman as the first public superhero, which is a new thing in terms of continuity, and something Dan hinted might be explored later, cheekily saying, hey, I don't remember reading that story. Can we fire this guy yet? It's really now. <laughs> This idiot—he couldn't run a hot dog stand. Now, what is now, this? Personally speaking, I don't really care if the age of superheroes begins with Wonder Woman. I think that's sure. I mean, what does it matter? It doesn't. It'll change really in a couple matter. years anyway. It, well, there's that too. But I mean, you know, she is a golden age character, and mm-hmm. uh, sure, you know what I mean. That's that's fine. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? It's, I can't. I'm not too worked up over like where it's no. It's got to be Superman. And nor Batman or what it's you know there there was comics before any of those characters and mm-hmm. comics after that so I don't I don't mind that if that's what they want if that's the essence of what they want to do is to make Wonder Woman the touch point person although to me if we could just keep dwelling on it for a little bit too long here Chris uh, <laughs> Clark's story Kal-El's story is it's uh, it runs alongside the other heroes you know so mm-hmm. I, I could see for example. Oh, I don't know. Our man was inspired by Sandman, and you know they were all inspired by Starman. You know what I mean? Like all these sure. guys, kind of like, hey, that guy's uh, dressing up. I have a, I have a crazy pill. I can yeah, dress I've up too. I've got some gimmicks. Yeah, exactly. You know, whereas like Superman landed here, like he didn't try to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that. Really, is nitpicking though. I don't really care about whether they want to make Wonder Woman the uh, 
beginning thing. But <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> despite DiDio's being wry about it. Uh, mm. A second generation of starts with the appearance of Superman, so that would be Silver Age. Is that what they're saying? I Maybe. They're just going to forestall his, his thing to the what they're calling now the Space Age. Uh, Perhaps, I don't which know. might yeah. make some sense in terms of like Watchmen understanding okay. of comics, right? You know what I mean? Like the sure. first the first groups had had good right hooks, and then the yeah the Mystery Men. Then yeah. it was Mister Manhattan. You know that that mm-hmm. changed the world. Uh, but that's that's not true to history, and there are a ton of Golden Age stories with Superman for which. They pulled out, uh, what is that guy's name? Unro? Arno? Oh, uh, Iron Monroe. Iron Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they even had a stand-in for those for those stories to explain yep. them, you know? So it's like, well, so what's the idea? Uh, I don't know. It's, it seems... <laughs> it, it, again, what it seems like here is, again, they're just complicating things. To way too much. Them more complicated. Yeah, way too yeah, much. Because, I mean, and, and I mean, I don't want to interrupt again, but it's like yeah. one of the things that we always say about like playing the ball where it lands, if there's a bit of continuity you don't want to address, don't address it. Don't, that's don't, that's you, the easiest thing, sure. Exactly. You, we don't. You know, as as giddily as I as I opened up my DC timeline at the end of Zero Hour Number Zero, yeah, I was I was you know 14 years old. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Fast forward to now, we don't need that. We don't need a damn timeline because none. Of, we can't get these writers to agree on how to brew a pot of coffee. I'll t- that's the first thing we got to talk about. You know right? what I mean? Why don't you worry about the continuity in your comics right now? Like yeah. the ones on the stands are have no connected. There's no semblance. Each other. Yeah. So mm-hmm. well, why are you worried about connecting to stories from 80 years ago? Don't worry exactly. about it. Just get this get this correct and yeah, and move forward. I don't know if that's part of it. I would love to see that too. I mean, that's and, so, and that's why some of this is, sounds okay to me. The legacy stuff is something <laughs> I learned uh, in my life that like these legacy characters worked. Right? Sure. I learned that through talking with you about Kyle Rayner and uh, mm-hmm. Wally West and other you know a bunch of other people. From your comics collecting era, that's their sure. core characters. Uh, but it's whereas, like you, you do them, you do them one at a time. Right. You don't, you don't like say, hey, November, and it's the same thing that we had, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit anyway. But it's the same thing with the replacement heroes at Marvel. It's like, yes, that could have been better received had it not been like, okay, two Wednesdays from now, everything's changing. That was that's exactly you know. So Kyle Rayner is something interesting in that that was a Ganthet story sort of you know, and it was like mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner was the uh, end of that story and began his story. But Wally West, that was a, that was a, obviously a perfect legacy character. That was a sure. sidekick to be to be placed in there. And then there are plenty of times now, at least three or four that I can think of that Dick Grayson takes over for Batman uh, temporarily, and that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense because those have been earned, you know. Uh, it's not sure. just like, hey, here's a character that showed up last month, and now that character is the main, <laughs> exactly, the main one, and that's that's really, I mean, you know, so what we're seeing is if they're preparing for this to begin in 2020, if you're not seeing those characters farting around in your comics now, who are going to replace them, their legacy character, you know, versions, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be too soon, I think, you know, to to really. Uh, Warrant that kind of a switch of characters, but again, we don't really know when it's all. Yeah, happen. we don't know a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, third generation uh, of this thing, it's from Crisis on from 
Crisis at Infinite Earths to Flashpoint, which is a long generation, right? Suddenly it's like, what the heck? That's like uh, 30 years, right? Something like that? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that seems weirdly long to me. Uh, fourth generation being the comics we're reading today. Fifth generation would be 5G, which is likely a placeholder title, considering 5G is also the name of a new small cell wireless technology that's been shaping the nation's high-speed internet infrastructure as we speak, but I digress. So, uh, (laughs) I think the fifth generation is future, is 31st century and or whatever the heck Kabandi in this this scenario, even though I... I, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, the the future is always cool because you could always, you can kind of go loose with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, make it a 2099 sort of thing. (laughs) That's okay with me. Um... Uh, back to the beat. Um, it's perhaps telling that the DO transitioned into talk of the timeline at NYCC by bringing up the new 52, the publisher's most recent attempt, rebirth aside, that being a whole other thing, at creating a more accessible entry point for its universe and characters. A contrite DO said that while there was, quote, a great excitement that came along with the new 52, DC Editorial also slipped up by making everything brand new rather than figuring out what fit into continuity and what didn't. At his request yeah. and demand. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. I know. <laughs> I wonder how that um, happened. Yeah, I wonder how editorial messed that up. Yeah. Uh, he continues, the effect combined with the new the new leaks is a sense that something new 52-esque is coming just in a way that also keeps past continuity intact. Uh, uh so um yeah, I mean, he, he's he's calling out DC Editorial for making these new number ones. First of all, I failed to see how Rebirth wasn't the same gimmick from a publishing standpoint. It was, of course. It was new number ones, and two of them, each issue, as a matter of fact, it was sort of, I bet Marvel mm-hmm. was like green with envy, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh my God, they invented the, the two number one issues. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, like, it, just because it wasn't a total... You know these these terms that get thrown around, Chris. Reboot, soft reboot. It's mm-hmm. nonsense. If if you go to number one, it is. It's a reboot. That's all there is to it. You're throwing yeah. away from a collecting standpoint an entire you know run of books, entire volume, essentially yeah. to to hopefully grab new readers. Now, a lot of people complain about the new Fifty Two. They call it a failure. Uh, I disagree with that. From from mm-hmm. DC's publishing standpoint. I think it was probably a massive success since they were getting six-figure sales on a lot of those books for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And then stuff like Batman stayed in the six figures, I think, the entire time, frankly, as far as I remember it. Yeah, Batman became like the must-read, the, like the, the, the lone must-read of the entire uh, it, it, the entire it, initiative. It was probably the best of the whole thing. Maybe that and Justice League, yeah. But that was actually really good too. But the, that yeah. one struggled in the beginning because people didn't couldn't believe that a book that uh, like that could be that good. But you know, Batman. We've talked about Snyder and Capullo's Batman uh, mm-hmm. as not being nearly a perfect run, but given everything else that was out, that probably was one of the more consistent reads. Yeah. You know, of uh, the new Fifty Two, and that's why it it sold so much. But it, it did it juiced. DC's numbers, and I'll tell you something, Chris. I don't know if you agree or not, but I think it juiced the industry. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it, it it prompted the industry to do something, but what it did was make it so it put us right where we are now with all this diminishing returns. So it was short-term thinking, yeah, and it was a short-term short-term success. 
But, uh, I mean, all it did was the success of the New 52 was also its failure in that it showed that you could do this crazy thing, piss a whole bunch of people off, yeah. not really get a whole bunch of new readers from outside the, uh, the hobby. Because I'm sure most of the people who came over to DC were already in the shop anyway, buying Marvel. There were there were some people that quite a few that I remember picked it up with the New Fifty Two, but uh, I don't think it was a sustained, you know. No, certainly not. Deluge, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it was some new Cause you, people. Because you come back for four dollar books every month that don't tell a story. Who's going to do that? <laughs> and, and, mean and you know, books too, right? This is some oh, mean and awful, books. awful mean books. <laughs> and and you know, even when we like, t- we're, I mean, we're talking about our vaunted comics press right now, the media, the the journalists. Yeah. When was the last time we saw a story with, on one of their sites, a headline that said, "DC promises to tell a good story," or "Marvel tells a good story"? That's not that's not news. No. All it's... the news now is, I mean, and even we look at this here, and, and to put the cart ahead of the horse here, like we have Teen Lantern is going to be the new Green Lantern. Yeah. That tells me that. They're not thinking about story. They're not thinking about readers. They're thinking about goddamn speculators who are going to be like, ooh, I need to get that Young Justice book now. Yeah. And that Young Justice book is going to go up in value. And ooh, that Naomi book, that's going to even go higher in that's value. De- you're definitely, I mean, there's no question that's about all what this. That's it, all what this is. At best, they have a misguided idea of getting a teenage reader uh, to come into the... But what the hell teenager would read a book called Teen Lantern? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's going to be us in our 40s buying that crap. <laughs> well, it'll, it's, it'll be, it's, it's, I don't know if it's there already, but it'll be in the dollar bin uh, fairly oh, soon. Don't worry about it. I'm sure, but it's like, I, I don't know what. This all just feels like retroactive speculation. And it's like, hey, you remember that person who appeared in one panel? Well, they're the new Flash. So yeah. now you have to run out and get, you know, Justice League Odyssey number 12. You know, just pulling a, a name and number out of my hat here. It's just, it just feels like all the crap that, that Marvel did under Bendis is now what DC is doing under Bendis. Yeah, but, and they're hoping to reap the rewards. And I'll tell you from the numbers, they are not reaping those rewards because... You know, it's and it's uh, to talk about numbers a little bit more, I mean, growing up in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, there was never a time where DC was sniffing Marvel right. insofar as sales and numbers. Right, the right. only time they got close is when Bendis was guiding Marvel. <laughs> That's right. And I'm sure there were there were a lot of other factors at play. But you can't ignore the fact that this dude was running the show event after event after event, relaunch after relaunch after relaunch, uh, new new characters in the same masks uh, over and over again. People got tired of it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I was, was the Marvel's the, It was the descent, you know, the ultimate started out strong because it was a new thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it was a... It was a Slower than a fairly rapid descent, as I recall, to the end, especially when. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, you have you have a first couple of years of Ultimate Comics, which was good, yeah. and I think it would have been a really good entry point for people who only discovered Marvel through the movies, because it would have given you a very light and a very, because it was so decompressed, a very cinematic read. Oh yeah. But then it's like you get into it's like okay, well, we what are we gonna do with Spider-Man now? It's like well. Well, we had a clone saga in the real one. Okay, let's have a clone saga in the ultimate oh, world. The ultimate universe. Oh, okay, cool. It's like, well, what now? It's like, well, we had Venom over there. Well, how about we bring Venom over to the ultimate universe? Okay, cool. Oh, we had the death of Gene DeWolf. Let's bring that. It's why it, it just became a way of retelling the same stories. It yeah. was nothing new. In a much and, longer way, you know. Oh God. As we saw with his his uh, 
Spider-Man Origin was that eight issues, right? It was I mean, eight like, issues instead of it was eight issues instead of eight pages. Instead yeah. of eight pages, it's like yeah. why it was not better for that. Uh, that's definitely what we're seeing now at DC, and it's it's sad because they, the writing was on the wall. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like Bendis is talented at one type of writing, and that would be to write a comic that sounds that is paced like the Gilmore Girls. There's a a world for, or like that kind of pattern, the back and forth chit chat. Exactly. Uh, There's a world for comics like that. There's a place for that. I would say even within Marvel and DC universes, but everyone can't be like that. You know what I mean? It's just not, it's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? It just starts to, you know, as as a matter of fact, in the most recent issue, I guess it it did come out now, so of. Grant Morrison's Dark Stars, he talks about that, how it's just this, all this dialogue against a frozen picture. It's not even good comic book <laughs> storytelling. You know what I mean? Like, that's some, that's the thing. Like, comic, it, that stuff, what goes on in the balloon takes a certain amount of time, and what happens in the panel should reflect that. Anyway, now we're getting into the science <laughs> the of deep making weed. comics. I'm sorry, we don't have to go there. Let's, uh, let's get to the next... Uh, I'll, sure, I'll, I'll sure. read this part here. Okay. Uh, but what now seems most telling is a comment at the end of DC Nation panel from our DC chief creative officer and co-publisher Jim Lee... Uh, there's a sort of that has a sort of he says there's a lot of interesting implications this timeline sets up if there are characters that came about way back when what does that mean today I'll leave you with that I mean they'd be older is that why that's think what I was about it <laughs> what, why what think about it Whoa! <laughs> I mean, it's like, did you, did you? If you're reading Superman, did I? I, I don't want to. I don't want to break any, you know, break anybody's, you know. Uh, I don't want to get into delusions of grandeur here. But there's a man who flies in that book. Whoa! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, what does that mean? I'm going to leave you with that. <laughs> that get the hell any, out of here! It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. It's like, uh, you know, we're aware that these characters are many decades old. Uh, sometimes, in some cases, a ludicrous number of years old. When you really get down to it, but... Robin Hood's still in his 20s, right? Exactly, you know what I mean? I like, mean, that's he, what we're always told to do. It's always imagine these as the, the modern-day fables. We don't need it to be days of our lives. We don't we update don't... those fables, you know? Or what they do, it's usually an absolute disaster. It's, it's the, yeah, it's the worst thing in the world. I mean... <laughs> But I mean, Robin Hood is is a, is in his twenties or thirties, and it's it's okay. He can stay there, even yeah. though he's seven hundred years old or whatever it is. It's, yeah, it's uh, okay. He would be about five hundred years old now. Yeah, he'd be he'd be up there. So it's uh, that's exactly right. You know what I mean? It's you, you suspend your disbelief to say that Superman even exists. You can't exactly. just leave him to be eternally thirty or whatever age you think. You know this this splitting of hairs too of like, no, he's got to be twenty five. No, he's got to be. I always took it to mean they were roughly in their 30, right? You know what I mean? They, they, mm-hmm. I don't think there was ever an age given of, for Batman or any of these there guys. There shouldn't have been. Yeah. I always thought they were about 30, you know, somewhere between 30 and 35. That's good enough, you know? I, That's like, fine. I shouldn't be lighting a, baking a cake for all my favorite heroes' birthdays. I mean, isn't isn't Bart Simpson still 11? <laughs> you know, that's true, and it, it works well. And, it's and okay. He, and in the comics, you don't even have to keep the same voice going. Exactly. Right? The exactly. talents can change. So uh, <laughs> so anyway, we go to another uh, another article, Bleeding Cool, on November 4th. So just a couple of weeks after, or about a month after this first thing came out, 
Uh, it said, Luke Fox as Batman, Jonathan Kent as Superman, child of Captain Boomerang as The Flash, and either Teen Titan or the Far Sector lead as Green Lantern. Far Sector is a young mm-hmm. animal book. Mm-hmm. Speculation. Go back and buy that book Oh, now. my God. Yep. They get it, get right. it slabbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly Francis Manipool. That's what Bleeding Cool has been led to expect will be coming from DC Comics 5G. That sort of thing you can catch up with this handy tag, which is on their site, so you'll do that there. Uh, so as DC's 5G has been nicknamed Axel Alonso 2.0 by some, with certain retailers seeing similarity even in concept to the uh, Marvel Now 2.0 promotion of 2016 and 2017 that made Victor Von Doom and Riri Williams the leads of the Iron Man books, promoted ch- characters such as Prowler, Solo, Fool Killer, Viv Vision, Gwenpool, and Squirrel Girl introduced characters such as Mosaic, launched da 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 and did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it looks as if DC Comics isn't putting all its eggs in one basket and realizes that replacing all their lead comic books with new characters taking the roles may not be universally popular. Uh, so they have been told by they have a backup plan for 5G, and it's called Black Label. Black Label. Okay, so as 5G rolls out with all these new heroes, DC Comics will also launch a number of new oversized titles starring Bruce Wayne as Batman, Clark Kent as Superman, Diana as Wonder Woman, Arthur Curry as Aquaman, Hal Jordan as Green Lantern, and Barry Allen and or Wally West as The Flash at $7.99 each. Yep. (laughs) There's your $8 comic book. $8. Unbelievable. Let's even let's even assume that these things are double size. It still I, sounds ridiculous. Like, are you kidding oh me? Oh my goodness! I mean, <laughs> like this, and it's this better be a great story about Arthur Curry as Aquaman. I'll tell you what, for eight. This bucks. just feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy here. It's like, hey, we put them out there. You guys didn't buy them, so I it's almost, not our fault. I almost don't. I I can't imagine Warner Brothers is going to let them do this. Like, what, what are you going to show on, on our? Profit and loss for this, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, well, no one buys the eight dollar comics we put out currently. Maybe they'll buy these other ones because they have the f bomb in them, you know? Oh, could could you imagine a Batman starring Bruce Wayne not hitting like the Diamond Top One Hundred? I guess it would be okay, actually. You know that probably, but no one's gonna be checking for Arthur Curry as Aquaman. I got (laughs) this. It's just not gonna. I know that. I know Aquaman has its fans, and I, I love every one of you, but it's just not gonna be for eight bucks. Eight bucks a month? Oh, okay, so it continues. Monthly, quite frankly, I have no idea, but yeah. Oh boy, you know, yeah, it could be, it could be quarterly. I mean, it could be biweekly for all we know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um, somewhere between what they've been trialing with the giant books and the current black label line is what this is uh, is looked to be here, uh, aimed at the older reader and ongoing uh, quote having their cake and eating it. Now, actually, that's better than what I had said to us earlier uh, that I thought it was just black label. But if, it looks like they, if they're looking at those, these are the Walmart books they're talking about, right? That's the yeah, dollar books. The giants. Um, well, we'll just see, because uh, as I said, Black Label is just a place where our favorite characters go to curse. That's it. And I, I don't know, what what are, have we gotten any sales figures on these giants yet? Uh, no, and I don't think we're going to see anything, because those are handled by different distributors, right? Yeah, and, and I'm thinking here, I mean, and we've, we've talked about this before, but if the sales were great, we would have heard about it. 
I think they so. would be crowing. Oh, yeah, they would have been, how they would have they would have said, you know, we these have this has been unmitigated success. I've definitely heard I've heard both I've heard stories go both ways, but especially early on I definitely heard stories of entire sections look like they were bought out. Speculation. Then I, then I heard plenty of stories of they couldn't move these things, like these things were sitting like a doorstop. There, they there were. are still number one issues at my Walmart from I mean, two years ago, like a year and a half, two years ago. I mean, that's that could be a comics talk in itself about these comics and how like yeah. wrong-headed they are. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it's just, like, I can't, I can't imagine anyone buying these things. Are they the monthly? Right? Are they bi-monthly? They are monthly. Uh, I can't, you know, there's just, except for the one story written for that, and then it's like a bunch of random reprints, right? So what is the, what is the deal? Uh, yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about those comics in specific no. right now. We're talking about, uh, uh, let me just decline this here. We're talking about the, the them being part of the DNA that makes whatever line this is that will yes. maintain these original heroes. Uh, so... I like that better than just a place where Superman is gonna, you know, drop the S bomb and <laughs> punch some guy's, you know, face face through the back of his head. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I, I you're not. There's a whole bunch of things here, Chris, that I just have to say about it. Number one, once again, what what we've always said is that these legacy characters work, and that they're probably the best idea for the longevity of the character, despite the fact that you're going to mm-hmm. annoy a you know, some of your fan base, you have the chance to grow your fan base with a bunch of people that will accept that new character. Mm-hmm. And where you don't allow that to happen is when you, you know, don't stick the landing, yeah. right? You go backwards. And then you then now Hal Jordan is, who isn't of Green Lantern? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, used to be so special. Now, I think, you know, that that's they've solved the unemployment problem. Everyone's a Green mm-hmm. Lantern now, you know? And, it's, and, it, and whoever isn't a Green Lantern is a Robin. That could be a Robin, you know? Yeah. It's, it's These things used to be, like, so unique. Like, wow, this person decided to take on this mantle and, and become a vigilante. Now mm-hmm. everyone does it. There's nothing unique or special no. about it. So if they're not going to stick the landing or, or stick with these legacy characters... Then what's the point? You know what I mean. Just just keep writing about the same ones and just you know enjoy your diminishing returns and you, you held fast your whole time out. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, I, I guess it's the kind of thing we'll see what the market can bear. But I don't know if you can split comics this way. Do you know what I mean, Chris? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like exactly. you know, you got you got your continuity over here happening in four imprints, by the way. But that's another thing. Uh, <laughs> and then you've got your old stories over here, and it's like, how does, is that going to work? I guess I just don't know. That's really what my answer is to that. Because I mean, like the people who are and, and I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert here. I'm not, I'm not so much angry about this. I'm, it's, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm shaking my head. And then that's the worst part of this, that I can't get riled up. Besides the inept nature of who's running this ship, right. I don't really care. And that is a really bad thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, But if I am going to read this $8 Superman book featuring the guy I've always known as Superman, who will always be Superman to me, sure. if that's not a story in continuity, then who the hell is it for? <laughs> Right? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, exactly. Like, you're right. It might be its own monthly line, and it'd be a separate continuity. But boy, now you're really 
complicating. Mm -hmm. You're not making things easier for anybody, you know what I mean? Like, which, which one do I want to read now? And since this is a Bendis project, how long before there are crossovers in these $8 books? Guaranteed. And then, and then into the 5G line, because when it's Bendis, universes come together oh, because what you he mean. has no other stories. I thought you meant. I thought you meant crossing over. I, that would happen oh, to me. That's that's guaranteed. If he that's any, going to happen within the first year. If he has any control, and he does have control over several of these imprints, you know. But mm -hmm. I just don't understand. Uh, you know, they're not using the rhetoric that we can see here that this is all going to be new reader friendly, uh, which was the real. That was the new Fifty Two tagline constantly. Yeah. But. I don't even think this is old reader friendly. I don't really understand. <laughs> what? No, and this is something we've talked about off the air. It's uh, it's not about Clark Kent. It's not about Bruce Wayne. It's about the S Shield. Yes. It's about a bat in a yellow oval. It's yeah. about the brand. Maintaining that's, that's that, why that IP and the trademark. That's all, all they the care about. Right? Yeah. Stuff they can put on a T-shirt. Stuff they can put on a Masters of the Universe figure. Stuff they can put on a Luchador mask. It it doesn't. The, the heroes don't matter. Wait, this is all about to save the brand. Just stop the comics. Why? You why kill bother? the comics? Just kill the yeah. comics. Make it all about bed sheets and whatever, and just have a yep. couple, Lunch couple boxes, of cartoons sure. to keep the uh, IPs going. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, they really knock themselves out, and like you're just making it worse because with every reboot or every soft reboot, whatever you want to call it, you have sure. to bring along a whole bunch of new heroes. You know that, <laughs> you know. I mean, since the new Fifty Two, <laughs> we've added fifteen to twenty people to the Bat family. <laughs> Exactly, and we've taken years out of it. So all yes. these people came so quick. That's right. They all, they all signed up. They were all part of a, a WPA type of program <laughs> that they all signed up, and uh, it, it was kind of got got grandfathered in. Uh, yeah, this is it. Just the, the more we talk about this, the more complex it seems. And I'm like, who will this serve? Uh, again, yeah, it's definitely going to change form. Um, but before we actually see it, and this is not all released information from DC, but given DC's track list, track wing with this kind of thing, uh, mm -hmm. and it doesn't doesn't feel good because because they're the masters of throwing something out and they haven't figured out the details yet. Exactly. You know, every weekly they did, right? That uh, not fifty two, mm -hmm. but uh, Batman Eternal, and then New. Oh 52. yeah, then it's like those things are clearly. Yeah. Clearly being written as they went along, and I mean like as they were being drawn. Sometimes I think. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, they didn't know where those were headed. They had no idea, and it's like I'm, I'm thinking especially of uh, Future's End. It's like the whole end of that it just Batman Beyond. That's right. That's how it ended. That's all it was. It became Batman There's Beyond. no way it that was, was like, the way they it was started. Like a house fell apart in the end of that thing. Like what? <laughs> you had no idea what you wanted to do here. And I even forgot about the Earth Two one, which made oh no world's sense. end. Yeah. Oh my God. You know. Yeah. Whatever. So uh, hot off the er, presses, Bleeding Cool reported that on December second, originally this is what they reported on December second. Originally, Doomsday Clock, the unauthorized sequel of to Watchmen, published by DC Comics, was meant to reveal... Unauthorized? I, I, didn't, didn't, does DC own the Watchmen? I guess DC authorized it, so it's totally authorized. Yeah. I don't know what they're... Because yeah. Alan Moore didn't, <laughs> didn't like it. It's not authorized <laughs> by the Lord of Comics. Yes. Uh, it was meant to reveal a near future of the DC Comics universe, written by Jeff Johns, then CCO of DC Comics. It was set up in DC Rebirth. Saw characters and references threaded through Batman and Superman comics, the latter of which had also been written by Jeff Johns, with Dr. Manhattan revealed as the instigator of the new 52 reboot. 
and behind the introduction of both Superman and Batman's dads back from the dead. As well as a rewriting of the origin of Firestorm, it was also meant to bring back both the Legion of Superheroes and the Justice Society of America DC Comics. And then Jeff Johns was no longer CCO of DC Comics and Doomsday Clock got later and later, which saw the other book's continuity move away from the direction of Doomsday Clock. Alfred died, Dick Grayson stopped being Nightwing, Lex Luthor became a god, and the Legion of Superheroes and Justice Society came back with the Legion version featuring different versions of the characters seen in Doomsday Clock. Uh, yeah, it didn't help that none of the characters in DC Comics seemed to know what Jeff Johns was actually planning to do with Doomsday Clock, and as he was no longer CCO, they were in no position to receive notes from him. But with the final pages by Gary Frank handed in, and the comic book going on sale in a couple of weeks, they do now know, and as part of the 5G and the DC Comics timeline are going to try and fit it all together, Jeff helped out a bit by having the version of Saturn Girl who appeared in DC Rebirth Batman, Supergirl, led into Doomsday Clock, be wiped out of continuity. Oof, good. Oh, boy. Good lord. But then Jeez. with Alfred still dead and playing a prominent role in Doomsday Clock, there will be more that has to be done. Well, they never brought back a character from the dead in comics before, so this will be brand new. And, and I mean, uh, there could be, like, one editorial footnote that says, this story happened before Alfred died. There you go. That, that right. handles I, I think it. We, you know I think we mean? just solved it. Ta-da! Well, let me tell you something, and we'll do this last uh, bit here in a minute. But sure. I saw a comic. What was it? Oh, I don't know what it was. I was reading one of the DC comics, and uh, so you're not reading DC comics right now. But it's not the, much. Not much. It's it's the year of the villain, which is that Lex Luthor. I think he died, and uh, on his death, he bestowed every villain, including Cersei, who apparently now is a DC villain. But anyway. Uh, bestowed them all an amazing, mad, you know, wonderful crime-committing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, Chris, they're so dumb. <laughs> I, it's unbelievable, dude. I can't even begin to tell you. Black Manta got a giant mech suit. Lovely. Like, what is that? Is that what he always? This is what he needed to defeat Aquaman. That's Why? all he ever needed. What are you That's talking all he ever about? Needed. What is? What is going on? <laughs> Give him the trident, for God's sake. Uh, but as part of it, uh, or just kill Aquaman, just, Lex. Or Come just on. just strike him dead from the afterlife. There you did it. Uh, so as part of the whole thing, and this this is literally up to the I think the most recent week of comics. Mm-hmm. So this is we don't know how it's going to unfold. But uh, these symbols, these like laser light show symbols for the Legion of Doom, appeared in the sky everywhere, and this okay. was supposed to Luther's doing. And uh, so they're they're showing up in like all the comics that are tied into Year of the Villain, which is almost all of them. Everything. Yeah. And in one of the comics I was reading, it said, "Wanna know what the symbol's about? Read Year of the Villain, happening right now in DC Comics. Everywhere. <laughs> We're talking about like sixty comics. Like, what are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? Are, are you are you on the editorial staff? You can't tell me the number of the issue where this first happened. At least, like, you can't pinpoint that. Who well, the they probably organizing can't. this thing? They probably can't. They probably can't. It's probably it's, it, part of it. I want to believe that they're just trying to pull a you know a hoodwink, getting you to buy getting you buy everything. But it actually might be they actually don't know. They no, they're, they're no too busy taking there. they're taking pictures of their plates for Instagram <laughs> rather than actually working. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
All right, oh, let's man. wrap up this article. You say this last part here. Okie dokie, okie dokie. Justice League and metal writer Scott Snyder previously described Doomsday Clock continuity with the DC Universe as now having a, quote, light connection. But in a new interview, he told io9 that there's a bit of work to be done. And then from that, we get to the thing that we've been planning since metal number one. Lies. Oh, lies, right? The metal lies. number one Bullshit. wasn't planned, so I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, no, no <laughs> lies. Um, which was the biggest cosmic showdown between everyone, and that addresses a lot of the connectivity. What we want to do is is do a story where everything matters, where at the end you say, oh, the JSA was introduced in Doomsday Clock that way. I get it. Now it's over here. It makes sense why it happened, why, what the timeline did, why it buckled the way it did, and why it's being fixed the way it is. I'm not sure any. I'm not sure there's a writer walking the planet who's who's uh, talented enough to do that. I, you know, much I mean, less the ones in comics. Yeah, really. Uh, oh boy. Mm, how it's, he it's continues. Not, it's, not, it's not sounding simplified. I'll put it that way. It's definitely it's, sounding. It's way just. More it's a Dagwood sandwich. We're adding. Yeah. We're adding sardines. We're adding. We're adding like actual literal fecal it's, matter into this sandwich. You're, I mean, you're, 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 like turkey leg with the bone will be sticking out yes. the side, right? <laughs> <laughs> 17 olives sticking on the thing. There it is. Oh, boy. Um, now, <laughs> all of that stuff is meant to come together in one big singular plan. That's our job. That's what we're trying to do. Working on Justice League, our team and Josh Williamson as well, we're trying to build you something that says this is one big immersive narrative. And False. I Well, I agree with them on one thing. That is their job. Is, is that's that's been their job for decades now. You know what I mean? Like for at least you know since you first entered the industry, that's the writer's job <laughs> is to job. is to make this stuff make sense, not to keep wiping everything away and being like, oh well, this will help. Listen, okay, you're adding timelines, you're adding a whole new sense of continuity. You're trying to connect Doomsday Clock mm-hmm. to everything. You don't even know what the original author intended. Learn yeah. to learn when to cut and run. Mm-hmm. Learn what's important, you know. Stop, you know. It's it's funny because uh, throughout the '90s and definitely into the 2000s, as we know, a lot of creators they were recalcitrant to create characters, mm-hmm. right? Because of the fallout from Kirby and yeah, all these keeping guys. Keeping their own IPs, yeah. Exactly, yeah. The, the why why am I going to make an IP for another company? Uh, and at that time, the my attitude, I think a lot of people's attitude was, that's the gig. Just do it. And besides, these companies sure. now do have some kind of a profit-sharing thing going on. They got on. kickbacks, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's like there's no, like, set in writing, but, you know, they, people get money, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, I feel like, stop making new characters immediately. Stop it, because <laughs> it's ridiculous now. How many Green Lanterns do we have to have from planet Earth? Yeah, exactly. You know, and this latest one, I read this far sector, Chris, and it was, it's taking place... In a sector so far out mm-hmm. that the Green Lanterns haven't, the Owen, you know, the, the Guardians haven't mapped it. Oh, boy. That's the idea. So it's it's further out than the Vegas system. It's further out than where the source wall is. Because the Guardians have mapped all that. Where the hell is it? You know? And right? It's just, it's just a, an annoying way that they can basically write whatever they want. Whatever they want. Be like, oh, now I can I can have a Green Lantern but not worry about anything that's ever happened to Green Lanterns before. And I'd be okay mm. with that if we didn't already have seven Green Lanterns from Earth running around already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we don't have our pick of Green Lanterns to write about. Uh, and, 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 I mean, why... why... <laughs> 
that's the thing. Like these new char- these quote new characters are are just they're just what is that word I'm thinking of here? It's uh, derivatives. They're just derivatives. Oh, yeah. that's... It's like you can't even like like Bendis gave us Naomi, which is like what? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's, I, I, that's the only character that I've seen that isn't like okay. Well, this is just another Robin, or this is another Green Lantern, yeah. or this is another Spider da- hyphen character. I know well, that that was that was a previous era of Bendis's life. You know what I mean? But mm. now, yeah, they, I, I feel like Naomi is sort of his alias for DC in a way, but no, it's not the same. Mm. Uh, hey, well, even Alias was supposed to be Spider Woman, but Marvel told him no. Oh, so he he took it his own way. Maybe Naomi yeah. was supposed to be something else, and maybe it was uh, supposed to be the continuation of his his Riri story. I don't know. Possibly that that actually could make somewhat some sense yeah. too. But I mean, just really in the sense that it's like a uh, female character that's sort of in out of continuity. I don't know. I can't yeah, really, it's uh, yeah. It, just in, just in that way. It's not nearly the. Uh, type of content that Alias had or any of that stuff. Sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, this stuff all just seems, as I say, creatively bereft. It seems like we're treading the same thing over and over. And the sad thing is, like Chris said, we just feel uh, like shaking our heads because it's like you guys are making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Now Mm -hmm. it's like DC wants to make the mistakes Marvel made from 15 years ago. Uh, yeah. 20 years ago now, you know, and it's like you're just you're going down a bad path, and you're already on, from what I can tell you, last legs. I mean, you it know, feels that way. The numbers are <laughs> so low. I didn't. They're think, unbelievable. I didn't think comics could be still be made with this yeah. amount, uh, at this low, at least from Marvel and DC. Yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. DC is having apparently big books at bookstore success. Maybe that's carrying things. I don't know how they're. Thing is organized, obviously. But what are people still buying? Watchmen and Dark Knight. <laughs> that there's that, but apparently they. I mean, Chris, there's wheels within yeah. wheels. Obviously, they have a whole line of <laughs> kids' books we don't know anything about. That's fine. I don't really care about those. That's that's fine. They can obviously abuse the hell out of their IPs all they want. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. But you know, just I you know we we said this. I think it was a comics talk uh, quite a while ago. That, uh, you know, there's always these warnings that, you know, if things keep going the way they're going, DC and or Marvel might send their production to IDW or Dark Horse or something. Mm -hmm. Do it. Please. Today. Do it now. (laughs) Please. I'm I'm begging you. You know what I mean? Because the people at DC Comics are absolutely clueless as to, like, the basics of just maintaining continuity between comics happening right now. You know, is there a person that reads every comic coming out next week to make sure that they're, you know, contiguous? And and, and not reading it the week before they come out, but months. You know, this should be earlier in the process. I don't know if you're aware of that. So they could actually use the red pen that they have on their desk. Please, yeah, please. You got to pull that out. Get a grease pencil going every now and again. (laughs) Uh, You know, I wonder, Chris, this is something I've kind of wondered if maybe part of the problem is that they're trying to do all this digitally. Because uh, that's, be. that's something that happened. Uh, I know some people know I worked in book publishing, and uh, I worked for an academic pub, pub, actually an academic imprint of a publisher mm-hmm. at one time, and they did math books was one of the many books they did, and they tried to get all their authors to adhere to a new 
typesetting, like a new typing like thing. Like a format, yeah. So they could do all their symbols and whatever, and none of them really know how to use it, and it made things way, way more difficult than just letting them write it out longhand. Mm-hmm. And so they went back to that, you know, and that's, is that, could that be what's happening here? That, like, being able to mark up the actual photostat page is better than whatever electronic version they have, too. Because those things are not the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually, you, they kind of pop out a little balloon to tell you where you want to make a correction. It, it just okay. kind of puts a different aesthetic in there. I mean, I, I have no idea what programs they're using. True. Uh, I know that there are uh, amazing innovations everywhere, but it's something that's kind of occurred to me, like, because as we've, we've said, basic stuff like proofreading has just gone to hell. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just spelling. That's all. Just get the spelling. Just spelling. Right. Make, uh, make the arrow coming out of the balloon go to the right person. Go to the right person. As simple yeah. as that. I'm not, you know, I'm not even asking for deep plotting things, you know, just yeah. the basics here. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I wonder, it's it's really just sort of a, who knows, you know, a question mark. It could it be the electronic workflow. Uh, could be. Whatever it is, it's, it's, they should be embarrassed. Uh, yeah. And again, back to the continuity. I, I'm trying to think of things. What was it? Did I tell you about that Starro thing? Uh, that yeah, was yes. Inferior yeah. Five, where Starro shows up at the end of I forget what issue three or four, and it's supposed to be this big. Whoa, Starro's back. He's he's a member of the Justice League. Yep. And that's not a big deal anymore. Someone that's should mention this to the author, who is mm-hmm. Keith Giffen by dang sake, yeah. and Jeff Lemire. Uh, that's no longer going to work as a cliffhanger. But that's okay, no. because in the same issue, Chris, they had uh, the DC character Tasmanian Devil. So mm. all the old farts could say, hey! Hey, I remember him. I vaguely remember that not good character. Hey. <laughs> let, me, let me tweet out that cover of Showcase right now. Exactly. And, oh. I mean, and this is what I'm... Well, luckily, no one's reading Inferior 5, so <laughs> no, one, no one to be excited about these things. But, I mean, and this is just goes back... To what we're saying this whole time is they have no new ideas. Uh, and yeah. frankly, you know, we, this is centered on DC because this is about, you know, this this initiative potentially happening. But, you know, the same thing is going on in Marvel, too. Oh, from, sure. You know, they, they've had more reboots, that is to say, more number one issues uh, mm-hmm. in the last, whatever, 10 or so yeah. years than anybody <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, because I I recently uh, I'm trying to get back into the X Men stuff, and uh, so I went back and I bought a bunch of the stuff that I'd missed, and the numbering on these things is is bananas. Oh, so they have the legacies also, right? But but check this out, like Uncanny X Men Volume Five is where I where I dipped out because every book was going to be like five dollars. It was going to be weekly. Oh man, it's going to have like. A half dozen writers on it. I'm like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I couldn't. I couldn't spend five dollars weekly on on a book I I hated. Right. And but I, you know, finding them in the dollar bin, it's like, okay, I'll do that. Sure. But they started. They had X Men, Uncanny X Men, Volume Five, Number One, which had a legacy number of I think like six hundred twenty one. Okay. You know. <laughs> then you go up to Uncanny X Men, Volume Five, Number Sixteen. Then you go to War of the Realms, Uncanny X-Men number one, which continues the legacy numbering of Uncanny X-Men. Oh, my God. Three issues. Oh, then my you go God. Back, you go back to Uncanny X-Men volume five, number 17, which picks up the legacy numbering again, which goes to Uncanny X-Men volume five, number uh, five, what is it, number 22. Then it goes to X-Men number one. We drop the Uncanny, but we keep the legacy numbering. 
Oh my god, man. This is, this is, I mean, this is like, how do you get people to quit collecting comics? This, it's is, so how you, this is how you do it, is by making it impossible and, to figure it out. And everything has, everything, I mean, we've talked about variant covers on this show before, but every issue has at least one or two. Yeah. And it, so, like, when you're actually going through a dollar bin or a quarter bin looking for these things, God help you. Yeah. Because well, well, you, you got a stack of different covers, but it's all the same book. If you, if you, well, that's the thing. If you don't care, you don't care. You can make sure you get whatever the, the sure. one issue. But if you do care, if you're trying to collect either none or all variants, then good luck. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Oh, good luck. Trouble. I hope your checklists are updated and. Uh, <laughs> Have a good time. <laughs> you, need the, you need the indicia. You need everything. You won't, yeah, you won't know until you until you grab the thing and start flipping yeah. through it. You you have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs out there in in uh, mainstream comic book land. Uh, I don't know the financials of these smaller guys, but I have to assume that they're somehow making it work. Yeah, uh, somehow. Although, uh, frankly, I think a lot of it is based on the fact that these larger. Companies keep up this infrastructure of these direct sales, you know. Oh so, yeah, yeah, they're bolstered up by by this for sure. Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole thing it's it's uh, one hand washes the much much smaller hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is you know we we've been now going on. I think we will just go into ranting territory after this. But, uh, yeah, I just don't because like we we talked off the air about like where this might head to, and it just feels like it feels like just like we said the diminishing returns. And then we'll get like rebirth 2.0. Sure. It's like so. It's like if you if you want to grow like a giant tree in your backyard to provide shade and stuff, you don't chop it down and wait for it to grow again. Yeah. You know, chopping it down and waiting for it to grow again is stupid. <laughs> and that's what we're doing here. It seems like we're throwing everything out, but we're gonna like we're gonna keep the safety there. We got the net, but it's just I don't understand. I don't know who this is aimed at. Yeah. I don't know. Because at least with with the new fifty two, I mean, I lost sleep over that because it it did feel like like a like a concerted attack on the old readers. Yeah, I think in a lot uh, of ways it was. I think a lot of the publicity, the the rhetoric was sort of like, well, get out of here if you can't yeah. handle the heat, get out of the new fifty two, whatever you know. Uh, and they don't have that now, so I'm afraid that I'm afraid they're going to concoct it because. I mean, we've got social media now, and I'm thinking that there'll be like maybe like one or two people who say they don't want to read a black Batman. Yeah. And then they will be blown up and bolstered by all of our vaunted press as the face of the resistance. Right. A non-representative portion of the fandom, some scumbag racists, are going to be the face of the anti-5G. So thereby nullifying any sort of criticism we levy at it. all criticism is going to be racist or going to be... Exactly. It's like the Tyler Perry stuff. It's like you can't yeah. say it's a bad movie. You can just say you, you just have trouble with with a, a successful black director. Yeah. It, and I think that's, uh, that's what this is going to lead to. And then DC will get a lot of great press for sticking to their guns in the face... In the face of you know, and abuse or whatever. Oh, yeah, and... And I mean, I think the first issues of this will sell because they always do. Of course. And uh, and because like 20 minutes into that Wednesday, they're going to announce second and third printings on everything. Well, we know they're going to we know they're going to somehow squeeze two number one issues at least out of this. They're not going to at least that trick at go least. again. And uh, as least. I was telling Chris, the new issue of Hellblazer, which has, is a <laughs> I guess a reboot. I don't know a new number one of <laughs> of this thing where they're uh, it's actually I think it's John Constantine Hell, whatever the full title is. 
Uh, they had one issue come out DCU, and then one issue came out on Black Label, both number ones, two number ones. So uh, they're going to pull that trick again, one way or another, I guarantee it. Oh, for sure. Uh, they, you know, they're not going to let that go by. And then mm-hmm. things are going to fall off a cliff, you know? Like I say, that yeah. New 52, they hung, they hung in there in a bunch of those comics. Justice League sold robustly for about a year. Uh, Justice League kept up for pretty for a pretty long time, yeah. Pretty long time. A couple of other ones, you know, Superman didn't yeah, kind of. In Superman and, out. and Action didn't do great. Aquaman did pretty well though for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, until well, John's was on. that Trinity War thing where everything kind of like dissipated because yeah. uh, there was no the, everything promised. But there were there were a few things I think uh, worked on that from a sales point of view. But it doesn't last forever. You always have to, no. you know. The hope is that your story will be well written and contiguous enough that people will want to keep coming in month after month. Yeah, and you need the stake to have the sizzle. Yeah. If you stop ripping them off, they just might. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you stop <laughs> jerking them around and like wiping away the, their continuity every, you know, five years or less, oh, they just might stick around. They uh, might month to month. keep giving you money. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, it, it, this is this really does this is really a premature outburst, right, by us. Of course. Not only is this uh, a full year or more away from debuting, but we don't even know what's going to debut. But I do feel that they're looking. It it, it feels, you know, the, uh, the the parts of the universe are crackling. Things look, feel like they're starting to fall apart, and that they they need to do a hail mary play, which I think is all these uh, publishers know how to do. You know, uh, these I, days, I, again, yeah, I, mean... I agree with Snyder. Their job is to write out of this. Yeah. And this, like, now we're going to change the timeline. That's God. not that's not writing out of it. That's just throwing <laughs> down the magic wand, you know, and pressing the button. Mm. And that's all that is. And, and you know, the, the whole problem is 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 we awful, horrible comic fans that we we just we just won't let change happen. Yeah, that's that's what we don't like, of course. It's all our fault. We won't uh, let. We won't let change happen. I've been been reading comics for thirty years, and I've seen nothing but change for thirty years. Right. But I can't handle it, so it's all my fault. Just history. Show, I mean, one of the, you know your favorite, arguably, you know what I think you're known for collecting X Men is mm-hmm. probably the mo- you know it's you know had the most I don't know what you would call them, but the most changes over time. Oh, uh, all new, know. all different, all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Always different. Team members changing, motivations changing, everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, now Xavier's dead. Now, whatever. Magneto's yep. in charge. Now they picked up all the, you know, going back to, uh, you know, the early Cockrum days, like the whole new X Men is what exploded mm-hmm. them out into the scene. That was just a whole different take on them. Exactly. But until. More recently, they never thought to freaking do a reboot, did they? They never thought to do that because it didn't. They didn't have to. They didn't. It didn't they matter didn't have to. to do that. If you wanted to have a new team, you just you know put the other one in a closet and bring out some new guys. Uh, so this is this is where we are. You know, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. You know, well, welcome to a world where there's going to be you know 55 Robins. Uh, everyone in America and China is going to be members of the Green Lantern, and uh, Superman's going to have a super family bigger than whoever came to Thanksgiving. There you so, go. So, uh, yeah, not not really looking forward to it. Although I am betting we will be privy to the the hot points of it, so maybe we'll report yeah. back whenever that happens. For sure. Uh, do you have anything else to uh, impart to the folks out there? 
No, just, uh, you know, a, a lot of my vitriol is aimed at just the, the like you said, the creative bereftness of this entire endeavor here. Yeah. I, I don't care that they're replacing Batman. I don't care that they're replacing anybody. It's just, uh, that's a story beat. Just like all the times we've seen it happen before. It's a story beat. And, uh, you know, eventually it, it'll work or it won't. And, uh, you know, we'll follow along as, as we do. But, uh just the fact that we're we're overcomplicating this to the point of, I mean, you, you couldn't fit this into a single textbook. No. They're they're making it. They're just making it. They're making a science out of something that doesn't need to be a science. And that's when you know when a hobby is when a hobby stops being fun. That's one thing. But when a an industry is going out of their way to make a hobby unfun, <laughs> that's entirely another. Because doesn't that seem like they're taking? I mean, this is this whole uh, you know comics are escapist. You know that's what right. we're always told. This is escapist entertainment. It's supposed to take us away. It's supposed to let us like. It's a lot. It's supposed to let us believe that a man can fly. It's it's fantasy, you know. Yeah. It's, it is. It's, total it's, fantasy it's high stuff. fantasy, and now it's like, it's like. Well, uh, please be seated. Uh, if you look at chart three, you can see that the Age of Crisis ran from March twenty third. It's like, what are you trying? This right. isn't just, fun anymore. You're just taking it too scientifically, and like you know, we never, you know, even the days before Crisis, I didn't, and frankly, they would still play fast and lose a little bit after Crisis. When they said that these characters from another, were from another Earth, that was good enough for me. That's fine. You're bought oh, in. Okay. You're bought in. This is the and, Earth and, where Nazis won? Cool. That's fine. Now <laughs> and, let's go. And to, and to put the conjecture just one step further, they're going to they're gonna put all of this in—, in they're going to chisel this into a stone. All of these generations, all of these characters, all of these origins, it's going to be chiseled into stone. Two months into the run, someone will contradict it. Absolutely. And then when the fans call them out on it, they're going to be mocked. Yeah. Oh, you're too set in your ways. Oh, you mean exactly. the way you just made up? You just <laughs> wrote the chart. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think that's that we, it. <laughs> I think we have taken this, uh, you know, past the one-hour mark, which is probably more time than we should uh, <laughs> take to yell about this amorphous thing. But uh, reboots, folks, we don't like them, but we. Do love our patrons, and we thank you so much for your support over the long haul. Uh, we have more ideas, more content coming up very soon, so stay tuned to your Patreon site. See ya. Come let us gather one and all, whatever you